Live from Crestview Studios, Florida, it's the Dave and Duke Collins Show. And now here's your co-host, Speak Free Radio owner David Gahari and the incomparable Dr. David Duke. Limber up your dialing fingers. Hello, folks. This is Dave Gahari. It is 6.02 p.m. Central Time. On February 25. Unbelievable. It's just going and going and going. Happy birthday to one of my nephews, Damien. He's 28. I don't get it. How does that happen? And you are listening to the Dave and Duke call in show on speakforyourradio.com. Before we get into the show, of course, I got to go through some of the typical stuff. Um, and I'll do that now, and then I'll get into a couple other things. But first, let me say that there's an issue with, because we've been getting emails out the wazoo, as they say. Um, what happened was uh, there, there was an upgrade, a software upgrade. I'll read it to you. It's right on the site. If you go to speakfreeradio.com and click on podcasts, that that's where most folks listen to the shows. They don't. A lot of folks don't have the time to do it, you know, live. So they tune in when they can, which makes sense. It says podcast update: a software upgrade outside of our control has led to a temporary loss of access to the podcast files. You can access all the shows in a backup format. Please note, you cannot download shows from this backup system, and the shows do not always display in date order. Use the search bar to locate the episodes you want. And then it says, click here for podcast backup. So, until we figure out what the heck is going on, that's it. That's that's where we're at. So, that takes care of that. Um, the The show, the David Duke Call-In Show, has been uh, going on for over 70 shows. And we, uh, we are a call-in show, uh, as the name indicates. And folks from all over the world can call in and ask a question or comment to the great Dr. David Duke, who has been doing this stuff for most of his life. And um, he is, uh, let's see, well, he's 10 years older than me, so he is 73. He's going to be 74. So he's been doing this probably for like 60 years, uh, trying to expose as many folks as possible to um, what we talk about. And we're going to talk about that. And that, of course, is Jewish Supremacism, which is the title of one of his books. And our ongoing challenge is that um, uh, if anyone can let us know of a greater existential threat to humanity and free speech, other than, that's right, the international Jew, other than um, organized international Jewry, let us know and we'll quit the show. Immediately, like literally, we'll just turn off the microphone and leave. 
I'll be able to go eat earlier. Okay, and alongside of that, if somebody can let us know of a of a more effective deliverer of that message, uh, other than uh, Dr. David Duke, let us know, and again, we'll quit the show. We'll just quit. I know David won't want to quit, but I'm going to order him. I'm going to force him to quit. So he's not going to have a choice. Um, so at any rate, uh, he has two minutes to answer the question or comment, and... Uh, about 15 seconds before the two minutes runs out, uh, you'll hear a nice little sound. Uh, let me play the sound that it used to be. It used to be this. And that was pretty cool. That was a pretty cool sound. But uh, he wanted um, it to uh, change uh, to a little more mellow sound, and, and that's this. You know, that's that NBC chime, right? I guess that that's like when television, we didn't know that, you know, who was behind the curtain, right? With the Yarmulks, right? We thought that it was like regular tele American television and we didn't realize what they were doing behind the scenes, uh, how they were scheming and how they were uh, putting in content that, uh, was duplicitous and would have us react a certain way, and now we're paying the price. So, anyway, on the two-minute mark, you'll hear this again, and I'll say, Dave, stop talking. Well, he's not even here right now, so who knows if he's going to be here at all? You never know, right? That's the way life is. Okay, so that's the show. Now, let, let me get to a few things. I said before my uh, nephew's 28th birthday, happy birthday. That's pretty cool that uh, it's happening tonight. Uh, another thing. Oh, let me turn on the... Oh God, forgot to do that. The on-air sign. Okay. And I'm going to... Well, first let me say that uh, a, 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 a guy I grew up with in New Jersey, uh, Brian... Um, it, it turned out that, um, we both, uh, we moved from New Jersey and we, and we moved to the same, to the same town unbeknownst to each other. And we hooked up there, which it was, it was great. And, uh, Brian just got out of, um, of the hospital and, you know, with, uh, with cancer and, uh, was there for a couple of weeks and did the whole stem cell, you know, blood transfusion thing. And, and now he's home to build up his immunity. So, Brian, welcome home, buddy. You know I love you. And um, I know you're going to be fine. But it's great to have you home. And I wanted to talk about something uh, that that happened today. Um it was uh, my Aunt Jeanette's birthday last week, and she turned, uh, believe it or not, uh, 93. And so she is, you know, not doing that well, um, but, um, you know, she's alive. 
And I, I sent a text to, excuse me, to one of her daughters, uh, my cousin Tammy. And I said, belated 93rd birthday wishes to Aunt Jeanette. And Tammy told me, and, and Tammy and I don't, don't communicate that often, um, but, you know, we had a great childhood growing up, a lot of cousins on my mom's side, like 19 of them, and we all had a great American upbringing. And um, so I love all my cousins, always will. And it's always great to see them and talk to them and uh, tech, even text with them. And, of course, it's it's never done enough. But at any rate, she said, I want she said, is this David? I hope it is, because I want to tell you something. And you know how texting is. If you don't text that often, you might not know the number. And so I said, yes. She said, I wanted to tell you I discovered Speak Free Radio, and I love it. I love Giuseppe. And your show, which I'm looking forward to tonight. I'm so glad you texted me so I can tell you I am learning so much from listening to Speak Free Radio. My favorite shows are Dave and Duke, Saint Asylum, and The Perfect Triangle. I was cracking up when you guys were mocking Stu Peters and the Jews media, JewTube, and she had put those icons with the, with the, you know, the, the tears coming out of the face. And that buzzer you, you were using when Dave went over the two minutes talking was hysterical. Then he wanted to change it to chimes. I'll be listening tonight. Love you. And like I said in the text, love you more. And I do. So, you know, a lot of folks are uh, that we don't even know. A lot of folks are listening to the alternative media. And they might be folks that you're related to. And they're unaware that you are, like like happened just now, today. So, uh, as I've said before, we are doing our job, all of us, and the enemy is on the ropes, for sure. I think the next thing we've got to worry about is what happens when the enemy becomes aware that it is on the ropes and that they would they might have to do something to ensure their survival. Because that's that's where we're getting to right now. And it's and it's happening fast. It's happening real fast. So um, just stay tuned for what can happen. So let's see where our buddy is here. Um, okay, I just talked to Dave. Not today, but was it yesterday or the day before? Let me see where he's at. All right. Let's do that. Let's figure it out. Okay. Give me a second here.
Okay. Well, <clears throat> couldn't reach him. So we're just going to have to do the show until he gets here. I know we can do it because we've been doing it for a long time. Michael, how are you, my friend? You're muted, buddy. Yeah. Hi, Dave. So I'm just hey. saying, I think, yeah, the Jews are stuck. They're pumping up the stock market, I think, to keep uh, to keep the people that have money in the market happy. It's It's got to be fake. The whole thing, because I think the economy is really in a shambles and people despise Biden. He's a freaking creep. OK. And so I don't know. What do you think? Is the whole thing? Uh, are they just inflating the economy now? Before it all takes a dive, well, you know the the market. You know, and, and I, I remember this when uh, when I was learning about it. Um, you know, the stock market is just like a um, a sideshow to the bond market. That's what you know the the experts say, right? Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I mean, you know, equities, you know, versus debt, right? Uh, there's a lot more money in debt than there, than there are in equities. And I think they use, you know, the, you know, the shares, the stocks to steal money. Uh, I, that I, I don't know, you know, but I mean, what I else mean, it's for affordable life in in America. I've got kids in their twenties. Okay, they're not. It, it, it's so hard to make it now to go out on your own, move out of your parents' house, go out, start a family. It's. I don't know how people are doing it, and I'm just saying that um, the the world situation with the dollar. It's it's probably coming to a close here. I mean, I mean, how much debt are they going to run up on the clock here? We're thirty four trillion. And counting, I mean, just what is the breaking point? None of us really know, of course, but uh, I don't know. And, and companies are abandoning, uh, they're going to bricks. I heard Mexico now, and a lot of companies are, are I mean, a lot of countries, they don't want to be tied to the dollar and, and how these Jews are, are weaponizing it around the world. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting uh, what plays out here uh, going yeah. forward. I mean, oh, absolutely. You know. Yeah, you're right. And yeah. I don't know. Of course, no, uh, none no. of us know, you know, many, I know when I first started paying attention to this stuff 20 years ago or more, 25 years ago, you know, folks were calling for the collapse and, yeah. and, and it yet never it still collapsed. goes. It still yeah, goes. Still- yeah. So yeah, at some point you're right. It's going to, it's going to get to the point where uh, it does, it does collapse. I mean, I don't know if, if we really want that to happen, but. It will get to that point. Well, if, it, if the Federal Reserve collapses, though, doesn't that end Jew power? Doesn't that really put a crimp in their, their ability to manipulate the world that, that they've been doing since post-World War II? Yeah, you mean because they won't be able to print the money? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I and mean, maybe, that's their, yes. isn't that their greatest power, Dave? Isn't that the, it, se- the number- it seems It seems that it is. You know, that and the media, right, and their control of the politicians. So the uh, the traders, right? Yeah, I, th- I think so. So yeah, I don't know. You know, none of us know until it happens. And if it does happen, then obviously it's not going to be pretty. Then we have to be prepared. Well, the last time it happened was uh, what October nineteen twenty nine, when there was that was the last big, real big blowout, right? But back then, 
America was an, an agrarian, more of an agrarian society, wasn't it, back in the, oh, the late 20s? Yeah. Yeah. So people people could ride it out because they were living on farms and they had chickens. And I mean, the cities got hurt pretty bad back then. But um, yeah, um, I don't know. Uh, it's interesting to see what's going on. And then, um, you know, they had a sideshow with Trump and everything. And, the, you know, now uh, I, what do you think about the truckers pulling out of New York and uh, businesses boycotting New York? Is that going to are we going to see any thing happen there? I think, uh, because, so. yeah, I think it's part of the whole, you know, great awakening that's happening. Yeah, people are disgusted. They can see that this this democratic crime syndicate, they can see what it's doing, and they're, they're fed up. They've had enough. It is the only thing that's most amazing about this is the democratic crime syndicate, which are obviously are the professional politicians, uh, the interest groups, uh, the media. Uh, whoever is involved in the, ju- the Department of Justice, uh, any of these, any of these entities that have been identified through investigations and through news reports uh, that collude with one another to, uh, you know, snuff out any um, American-style, um, you know, type of heritage, American um, belief system. Those. Those crumbs, just the fact that they are completely ignoring, you know, what a big percentage of this country is is saying. Uh, they're still going after the, the the Christians. You know, they're going after the, the they're jailing people who are, you know, protesting in front of abortion clinics. Uh, yeah. They're letting the savages run wild and burn buildings, you know, murder people. They're letting them out on bail. They're even coming. The politicians themselves are, themselves are giving the money to to bail them out. So, yeah, it, it's a it's reached a point where the disgust level is high and something's going to break. Yep. Yep, it's almost like they want it. The, it's almost like they're playing out this Trump drama to get a reaction from the Christian patriots, or they they want something to happen. Just like uh, you know, twenty twenty, they did a cult, that was a color revolution when they sent BLM and Antifa to our streets, right? Yeah. So I, uh, you know, I'm not a violent. I'm not into violence myself. You know, I I would like. But when you, everywhere you look, it's uh, that Engeron judge is a Jew. Chucky e. Schumer, a Jew. The head of the yeah, DOJ. Yeah, we talked about him. Remember? All Jews, man. All at the top. It's unbelievable. Yes, anyway, all Jews all the time. I'll, I'll let somebody else get on, David. Okay, Michael. Thank you, buddy. And uh, hang out. We'll get you back in. Okay. That is Michael from California. And David's still not here, but let's bring in Elizabeth. I'm going to have to mute myself, Elizabeth, because your system is still feeding back. So go ahead. Oh, thank you so much for having me on, Dave. A um, couple of things. I think one big problem I have with Dr. Duke is he backpedals all the time. He puts out a couple of good arguments in history and whatnot, and then he totally negates every freaking word he says by saying, well, some Jews are okay. Yeah, there are some righteous Jews. And so I think we need to face the fact that our group is divided down the middle. I hang with the group that thinks it's a total DNA issue, and uh, and no two ways about it. 
and uh, also, um, oh well, go ahead. I guess I don't have anything else to say. Okay, no, go okay. go ahead. You no, were going to say an also. Um, well, uh, as far as uh, we got to consider the animal, everybody keeps thinking the Jews are going to end the world and we're all going to be eating dirt and uh, insects. But the thing of it is, is the Jews love to to pamper their fat rear ends and they love to go on cruises and vacations to sandals. And that's a big Jew thing, sandals. And uh, so they're not going to end the world economy altogether because that's what they do. They go on vacation about 50% of the time. So I think whenever people get panicky about the Jews ending the world, they're not going to totally end it because um, they like their their vacations and being my uh, ex-husband. Well, he's passed away, but he was Sicilian uh, and a lot older than me. And he, uh, he always used to say that the, he was... You know, from the East Coast, and you always say the Jews just love to have people wait on them. That's the way they are. They just love to have people wait on them. And uh, so I don't think they're going to end anything totally. But uh, I think they're going to go for the kumbaya. I think they're going to try and melt everybody together and say, well, we're all in this together, and they're going to sweep all this under the rug because they do realize, even on Twitter, which I'm on, it's X now, we're, you know, we're just coming out and saying bad things about the Jews. So uh, I think that might be their game plan. I don't know, of course. And anyway, thank you for having me on. It's a pleasure. Thanks, Elizabeth. Thanks, Elizabeth. All right, we'll get you back right, in. We'll get you back in. Okay. All right, let's go to the next caller. And that is, I see you know your judo well. And that is, I'm going to hazard a guess, that is our good friend Richard from the United Kingdom. Hey, man, how's it going? You're getting good at this. All right, buddy. Yeah, well, it's kind of easy. <laughs> How are you, Richard? How are things good, across man. the pond, my good man? <laughs> uh, yeah, all good, man. All good. Uh, like, uh, I did tune into uh, Mark Collette's um uh, review of uh, David Duke's um, My Awakening, uh, which was a uh, podcast happening earlier this evening. I uh, did enjoy it. I appreciated it. I sent in a few super chats myself. Um, thought it was very uh, entertaining and interesting. Um, and yeah, like uh, I do hope that he's he's uh, able to join us later this evening. Yeah, yeah, I do too. And I know Mark, uh, I sent... Uh the myth of German villainy to Mark and a couple of his colleagues. Mm. So they'll be reviewing that um, next month. Great stuff, man. Well, next time I'm available, I'll I'll try and buy myself a hardback copy of that. Uh, Thank you very much. Well, well, that that would be very difficult since it's not available in hardback, but. (laughs) Well, I know that that was a request that someone wanted. Yeah. Okay. Well, yes. I wanted to get myself a, a physical copy. Uh, my brother prefers the audio books of these things, but uh, I myself would like to have you know something I can. Books are great, aren't they? I mean, like you just yeah. right, you just have them; they're yours. You know, yes. you can bring them wherever you know, ever you're going, whether it's on a plane or in a car or wherever. And if you yeah. have you know five ten minutes, you know, to kill, 
you know, open up the book and there it is, man. That's right. Yes. So, yeah. How are things with you though, Dave? I'm good. I'm good. And uh, I talked to Henry uh, mm-hmm. the other day. Uh, he was a bad boy. He uh, he made a big <laughs> donation and I yelled at him and, uh, you know, I told him I was not very happy, but um, I'll deal with him face to face when I finally meet you guys. Hey, that'd be great. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'll let other people get on. I've got my question ready for Duke. Um, yes, yes. So the, the Duke, I, sir, I don't know where he is, but go ahead. No Sorry. worries. No, I mean, I just have a passing question for you, Dave. Uh, uh, when do you think, Dave, you were mentioning the Great Awakening, like uh, Elizabeth and I think Michael beforehand was saying how difficult it is for you know people to leave their homes and to make life independently. And uh, I think uh, Elizabeth was saying that she didn't think that they want to have the ruination of the world. I mean, this is a question that Henry actually asked earlier to do, which was way many months ago now, by saying that they kind of want to, in his opinion, keep some of the Gentiles as servants, as Elizabeth stated, like they want them to be served on them. Like uh, they don't want to destroy society completely because they wouldn't have anything to parasitize us. My question to you, I guess, uh, in the time that we've got before Duke enters in the fray is uh, when do you think something like that will happen like uh, this is the big you know million dollar question i guess but do you think in the next given the fact that the u.s national debt is what 34 trillion and it's and i think 10 years ago it was only 20 trillion if that is exponentially going to increase like something's got to give right yeah you would think so um as far as you know the end game for uh the elite um I don't know. Uh, it, it could happen fast. I don't think they're in control anymore. So uh, I, I think that, um, you know, there's too many fires for them to put out. And uh, I, I'm sure that it's it's going to catch all of us by surprise. Then all of a sudden, uh, there's going to be explosions and there's going to be gunfire and, you know, you're going to wonder what the heck is going on and you're going to hunker down. Most people will hunker down and get out their weapons. And most most folks do have weapons, fortunately, uh, you know, to defend their families. And then, uh, you know, I'm sure that, you know, we'll hear eventually via whatever form of communication is available. I know that there's a lot of folks who you know, have CB radios and other forms of um, communication that is not controlled by the powers who should not be. And I'm, I'm sure uh, society will reconstitute itself in some form. But yeah, it's, uh, it's not good. It's, it's, it literally seems there's, there's such polarization that there's a 50-50 split between you know the the left and the right if we can if we can use those terms and it's it's been like that for a long time uh of course it, generally speaking i mean if you go to the you know to what they call flyover country you know most of the counties in the united states voted for trump you know if you look at if you look at a uh, you know a map of the counties that voted for it's like almost all of them as we've seen that graphic and, you know, just a few, you know, voted, supposedly, ostensibly voted for this old, decrepit, ugly, um, 
you know, rude, nasty creature that thinks it's the president. I mean, you, you really can't even say th- stuff because it's not even cognitive. It doesn't even know where it is. And then you've got this even dumber thing in like, the, you know, in, in the vice president's residence. And you're like, please, please, Biden, don't die yet. I hate you more than anything. You're revolting, but you can't die because that thing is there waiting. Could you imagine if that thing came into the White House? Holy shit. I mean, that would be like, my God. Yeah, I mean, in in a way, I mean, I I, um, did ask this question to both David Duke and also uh, Keith Woods, which was, um, you know, what did what did they make of uh, Vladimir Putin's comments of a uh, Biden endorsement? Um, And it does seem to me indicative that for the Americans that are in the know, Biden isn't really running things in the White House. Someone else is, right? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. That's funny. Anyway, I'll, I'll allow someone else to hop in, Dave, but thank you yes, very much for your time. Absolutely. And, uh, okay, ready. Yeah, and hang out, and we'll see when Dukester gets in, then we'll get you on. You, you, you know the way it goes. Okay, I do indeed. Buddy. All right, Richard. Okay, let's bring in Robert from Yuma. Go ahead, Robert. You got anything, or you're just waiting for the Dukester? Well, I was going to ask him a question. Can you hear me? Yes. There's a Holocaust museum in Auschwitz, and the gas chamber that they showed to tourists, that was a fake that was built by the Polish communists after the war. As far as I know, what do you know about that? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, the whole thing's fake. The whole thing's fake. Yeah, yeah, it's not real. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a scam that was concocted. It began with the Soviets, the whole Holocaust myth. The the Soviets wanted to, you know, blame the their the atrocities that they committed on the Germans on the losing, the losing side, and so they created this. Oh my God, look at what they were doing to these people. They were burning them. They were torturing them, and then the the Americans and the British and the French. Uh, got on board, and it kind of, you know, it, it was created by a, a life of its own. Dave, so, Dave, yeah. What proof do you have that the gas chamber was built by the Polish at the at, oh, they, long yeah, they after admitted the war, it. Long yeah, they, after the war. yeah, they admitted it. Yeah. So I think that guy David Cole went there um, and uh, had them that, that Jewish kid. And he had them like admit a couple of things. I watched that video. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, it's all fake, man. It's uh, Ari- of course it aerial is. photos. I think they used aerial photos, and they said this this wasn't there until after the war. Yeah. Yeah, and like and like they say in Israel, it's like an inside joke to them. You know, they all they're all laughing about it because they're they're still getting paid. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're vile organisms. And this, and that, that needs to be shut down. I miss Doctor Duke. Where's he at? I don't know. I'm, I, I, I don't know where he is. Give him a call, okay. please. Give him a call. I did. I, I called him, and uh, call him again. and I got nothing. So my guess is uh, he is. Um, it's not his plumbing. Uh, I know he's changing the battery in the smoke detector. <laughs> 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 no, uh, there's, there's that was it. Paper. He was. 
There's also a yeah, bug no, zapper. Yeah, right, the bug zapper, right? Yeah. Remember, I've been there. I've seen that bug zapper. I've okay. seen that bug zapper in action. I have not seen, I've not heard the, see, see the, the smoke detectors were functioning properly when I was there. Otherwise, I would have brought a couple of 9 volts over and changed them for them. Hey, but, hey, um, Dave, <clears throat> yeah. Dave, that, that, that chime is a lot easier to ignore. I think it's a lot easier to ignore than the, the, the buzz, the zap. <laughs> I'm gonna. What I'm gonna do is next time I go there, I'm going to set up some sort of like device where when the buzzer goes off, it actually ele- electrocutes them. Uh, <laughs> That's too much. Dave. No, it's not. No, no, okay. no. Because yeah, because you're right. It's not enough. I need to zap him like a bug. Yep. No. Bug zapper. Hey, he's not here. I can say what I want. Don't tell him. All right. All right, Robert. We'll We're get you back in, buddy. We're all listening to you. I know. We'll all get right. you back in, man. Okay, bye. All right, buddy. Jimmy, what's on your mind, buddy? Hey, good to be here, man. Nice to good say day. hi to everybody. Hey, yeah. hey, Dave. Um, yes, sir. One one thing uh, about what Michael was talking about. Um, how about if 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 the debt comes to uh, it's something like under 200,000 for every man, woman, and children in America or something like that, like 170. I mean, we, we should all sign a piece of paper and file a bankruptcy on them. Like yeah, everybody. yeah. Somebody <laughs> said that to me in like the 80s. No kidding. I remember yeah. the guy said, um, you know, we owe this money to ourselves. You know, let's just not pay it. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's true. I don't. I don't know. I mean, it is. Somehow look, the, no matter yeah. what, they're making money, these Wall Street Jews, right? I mean, somehow, whatever game they're playing, they're, they're coming out with record earnings. I think Goldman Sachs just, you know, did it, you know, a couple of weeks ago. Like, again, what are, what are they doing, actually, right? Where, where are these record earnings coming from? I mean, things are yeah. getting more and more expensive for us, but somehow they're getting record earnings. You know, and this is why, I guess, you know, that a lot of these countries want to get these Jews out and get their Jewish money system out. And, you know, then, of course, they strike. And, you know, you'll see, uh, you know, Gaddafi getting sodomized right. and murdered and Hitler and G- Hitler's Germany being bombed into oblivion. And, you know, all these other countries, Iraq and Afghanistan and you know, uh, they're trying to get Russia. Uh, so obviously something's wrong here, right? I mean, and maybe Michael's right. It is tied to the money. If, oh, if the yeah, money goes away, they won't be able to do all this nasty shit. They're scumbags. They're dirtbags. They're evil. They need to be eliminated. And that's just the way it is. Unless you want to keep living in a world like this. No, and that's another thing. I mean, yeah, definitely end the Fed. That's a target. That's a, that to me is a number, you know, one or two target. And then, um, like, uh, I guess it was, um, Elizabeth saying about the DNA or something. I was like, it'd be great to, to have a DNA test in the future to make sure who your, you know, leaders are that if you want to have a Jew, go ahead, vote. But as long as you know it, you know. I don't a even DNA think you need test. A DNA would, test. You can just look at them. Well, yeah, yeah, you're right. But there's, yeah. you know, but somehow they've uh, infiltrated a a lot of places. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean they, many, I've, 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 I've talked uh, Jew stuff to people and they wind up being Jews. You know, it's like, well, <laughs> you know, that's always <laughs> <Uh-oh>. funny. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Boy, it's getting late. Gotta go. Yeah. yeah. Gotta go to the synagogue. Yep. See you there. Yeah. All right, buddy. We'll get you back in. Yeah, sure. All right, Jimmy. Okay. Always honest. Okay. You're, you've got, you know, the stage. You're on the stage and you need to unmute and say what you want. You've got three seconds. Two, one. Hi. Hi. You made it. I was just <laughs> I about to take you out. Sorry, yes. I had to step out of the room because I was making no, dinner. Okay. I, I, Hold on, sorry. Yes. No, no, quiet. no problem. Sorry, my dog's tripping. Not, not a problem. I just wanted to call and say hello and also to thank you because I do every time I get a chance to speak to you for being there, um, having the media that you have available to us. And I really believe that as you guys have stuck to it and kept going, um, everybody is waking up, and it's amazing. Uh, people that I thought would never see the light of day are starting to come out of the tomb. So um, yes. it's, it's enlightening. But um, it, it is. And, you know, I'm thinking you said something that scared me, though. Uh, yes. one, once everybody does wake up, do you really think they're going to do that, which you said? The bombs are going to start falling, and we're going to be Palestine over here. Oh no, I don't. I didn't mean that. Um, oh, <laughs> yeah, no. I just it uh, wasn't literal. I think Thank that, God. <laughs> no, no, no. There, no. I'm saying that there there will be some violence. I think. Oh, I you know, think there so there will be explosions, right? Mm-hmm. However, they're going to. I don't know what would happen. I can't predict that, but I guess people can get a hold of. You know, bombs, right? I mean, that that has happened in the past, right? There's probably some people now who are preparing for that disturbance, right? I was more and, concerned that the government would be the one that would be dropping the bombs and really trying to push. Because what I'm seeing is they're trying to push a civil war in the United States with all their movies and their predictive programming and all the other junk they keep pushing at us. That's kind of the direction that they're headed in. And I'm just wondering if, as Americans, we can direct that into a revolution where everybody turns and puts it onto the government as opposed to each other. There's got to be some way to direct it. Yeah. Well, out of their hands. Well, and that's why they they are, you know, so heavily into censorship and control of these communications devices, right? Mm-hmm. So... We, that can happen. Of course, they allow it to happen when, when they're doing these, uh, you know, those flash robs, right? Mm-hmm. Where they'll say, let's go rob this store. And they're using, uh, you know, Jewbook or whatever other gadget mm-hmm. they're using. You know, that's fine. But if you and to I organize. want to, to organize, mm-hmm. right. If you and I want to organize and say, okay, we, you know, then they're going to, you know, there's going to be a knock on the door. And look, they're arresting people from Charlottesville. You know, mm-hmm. Charlottesville was August 12, 2017. On August 11, the day before, the night before, they had that tiki march. And just a bunch of guys with tiki torches, like the things with citronella that you chase mosquitoes mm-hmm. away, right? Mm-hmm. So they're 
actually jailing them and prosecuting them now. So the, the, the system in place now is not being used for our betterment. The system in place now is used to attack their political enemies. Well, it so, sounds like Bolshevism yeah. all over again. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. If we See, truly have Jews. Bolsheviks in yeah. control here, um, then they're going to do exactly what they did in Russia once they took out the czar. They just proceeded to right. take out any intellectual, any scientist, yes, any prominent human being in society. They just walked right into their homes and shot them in the head. Exactly. Or worse. Or worse, yes. And then they yes. show us those videos and things and say it's the Nazis that did it. Right, exactly. Well, that's that's coming to an end. So they know it. And People are waking up. Oh, our our history is not what they've given us, and the victors are no, a bunch it's of liars. the complete one hundred eighty degrees opposite. It's all right, my friend. Really well, thank you. I just have one more thing that I wanted yes. to put to, to Doctor Duke. Um, I'm really concerned about Palestine and the numbers that are coming out of there because now they've pushed everybody down into Rafa. There's some kind of a standoff at the border there. They're going to try and push them over the border and make everybody take them and move them into Egypt. But there's a million and a half people sheltering there. Originally, there were two and a half million people in Gaza. Where are the other million people? It's not 30,000 deaths, David. It, mm. it's, it's a million deaths. There's a million people in the rubble. And I think be. people need yeah. to kind of think about this. Where'd the a million people go? They can't leave. Where'd they go? They didn't disappear. Those yeah. son of a bitches are turning them in the, to the rubble to the rubble as they move their equipment yes. and everything. They're moving bodies and everything else. We're never going to know. But those million people just vanished off the face of the earth. Nasty organism. So, I just wanted your thoughts on that. Nasty. Yeah, Thank yeah. You. <laughs> I'm with you. I don't. I don't know. It's a sad thing, and yeah. you know, it's because of their Holocaust myth. They're able to convince the sleeping masses that they can't be the victim and the aggressor at the same time. And so most of the sleepers are just going, well, you know, I mean, they are Jews, you know, they were put in ovens. And, you know, if they got to kill a few people who are trying to kill them, that's fine then. And the Jew knows this. And so that's why they want to build a Holocaust museum in every town. So... We have there's, to, there's proof I, that this was all planned, even the, the fake Hamas Yeah, but it doesn't matter because I mean, they control the they, – they right now control the predominant way that the, the news gets to the sleepwalkers, right? Mm -hmm. And the sleepwalkers are not interested anyway. And no, they're that's not. the problem. They're sleepwalkers. The <laughs> they're sleepwalkers. Yes. <laughs> You think Dave's going to make it on today? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't. I really don't know. This is the longest he's he's been. I hope he's okay. Yeah. I hope he's just concern. sleeping because he might need his sleep. So. Well, let's hope he's having a nap. But we're enjoying you. So thank you well, for thank you. my I'm call. I appreciate you. it. Well, of course, of course, and we'll we'll get you back in. Okay. Thanks. All right. Thanks. Bye bye. Bye. Okay. Let's bring in Andre <laughs> at. New Frontier USA. And there he is. That is uh, Minister Farrakhan. He's a great guy. But this isn't Minister Farrakhan, right? No, this is not Minister Farrakhan. Right. <laughs> it's good to be on this show. I appreciate it. Well, uh, I was hoping you. to see if uh, Mr. Duke was here. I'm a big fan. Uh, yes. I haven't picked up his book. I would love to read it. I watched a little bit of the interview he did with Mark Collette, another, another fantastic guy. 
Um, but I would say, you know, I really want to give this input because I, you know, I, I agree with everything that's being said here. Um, the only part I disagree with is, you know, the collapse is coming, but what comes after the collapse? It's great that people are waking up and things are changing for the better. People are more conscious and aware of what's going on, you know, who's in power, who's in control. But what comes after that? That's my question to you. Uh, and it would be my question to Mr. Duke as well. What is going to come after the collapse? Yeah, that's what, that's what I was saying. What's going to come after it is that people are probably going to hunker down and then there's going to be some, you know, semblance of normality and then, you know, different power centers will form, uh-huh. uh, whether it's the military, whether it's, uh, you know, a remember, I think there was that movie a was that Escape to New York or something like that? Or, you know, all of these apocalyptic movies where, right. uh, or um, uh, The Walking Dead or something like that. And, mm-hmm. you know, I guess that that show, right? And that's like a Netflix show. Um, yeah. What is the name of that again? Uh, is it just The Walking Dead? Is that- it, It's The Walking Dead. It's from AMC. AMC. They oh, AMC. Like- okay. So <laughs> The Walking Dead in that, in that um, movie, movie the amc series right mm-hmm. um i guess what happened was after this whatever it was spread this germ spread and decimated almost everyone turned them into zombies mm-hmm. uh, there were different areas that that formed that were created to bring some semblance of order of course it wasn't pretty right right uh, so you know i i don't know i mean any, look anything could happen right mm-hmm. i mean we're in a country that's being literally ripped apart at the seams uh-huh. and some folks believe it's being done on purpose some folks believe that this biden uh was not legitimately elected and that he right out of the gate was set on destroying what was you know what be what could be considered the you know the historical cultural fabric of what this nation was or what it what it was in the minds of many folks right. depending upon <clears throat> when they were born right so what year were you born andre 2000 2000 is the at the beginning beginning of the century 2000 yeah. okay yeah. so i was born 40 years before that so I saw a different America than you saw, right? Mm-hmm. I think I saw a much better America than what you saw. Yeah. And I, I could be wrong, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm basing it on, obviously, what I'm seeing and feeling. But it was different back then, right? There was no cable TV. So you grew up with computers and twenty four the twenty four seven news cycle, and just all this stuff that didn't exist back then. And you know we had none of that stuff, and we had uh, you know time to hang out with the neighbors, right. and you know putting you know baseball cards on the spokes of our bicycles which created a sound well i, mean, I did that did. too don't don't think yeah, that I'm yeah, okay. from that. <laughs> well, that's good and i lost all my damn baseball say, cards i would say yeah. that half of my generation you know there's a few of us that went outside um before the video game well of course we still had video games at the time but i remember a time where a lot of kids went outside i look at you know my younger siblings and they 
they don't even go outside. You know, they've right. been in, indoors with the tablet and the TV. I grew up with direct TV and cable. You know, they're growing up with Netflix, Hulu, all this other crap, right? They could do whatever they want. I had to right. still wait for a show to come on. <laughs> yes, exactly. But, right. but I, I do right. want to get back to, um, so about the collapse, it's the thing, you know, uh, the organization I'm with, you know, the things that I, my focus has been for the last 10 years being on the side of politics. Uh, I've been on the right a good majority of my life. I've been conscious and aware racially uh, for a good majority of my life. I believe that we shouldn't wait for the collapse. Uh, we should be doing everything we can to avoid it. Now, of course, our enemies are going to do everything they can to destroy this nation that we live in. But I think it's up to able-bodied men, of course, of my age, uh, with a good enough education and vigor and conviction to stop what is happening. Because if we let everything collapse, then we're not in, we don't really have any say in the direction going forward. We're just going to have to deal with it and survive. I'd rather not sit back and deal with it and survive. I'd rather do everything I can to prevent and turn back the clock and focus all of our efforts on restoring, uh, not just restoring an old America, but establishing a new America. Uh, that's what's needed. I think old, the America that you grew up in is dead. It's sad. Uh, the America I got to see for you know a brief time, that's dead. Um, the America we know now today, it's non-existent. What does it mean to be an American? It's anything at this point. Anyone could be an American at this point. It's not about blood and soil. It's not about sacrifice. It's not about worth ethic. You know, it's it's if you come through the border, you can be an American. No, I don't. I don't believe in that. I believe that it's it's our duty as men, as Christian men to defend our nation, defend our faith, defend everything that our forefathers built. You know, your grandfather, great-grandfather, my grandfather, great-grandfather, going all the way back to the beginning of this nation. <laughs> my family came here as slaves. I'm sure yours came here as, you know, pioneers and explorers and whatnot. Um, I come from a long family of going back and forth, slavery, and free men. But regardless, we're both born in this nation, and we both want America to be greater than what it is today. I look at the communities that we see across this nation, and they're struggling. Um, and, yes, they're struggling because we allow foreign people, uh, foreign identities, foreign interests to be supported and to be worshipped uh, over our own. And we've lost our own identity. You look at whites, you look at blacks, lost their own identity in this country and across the West. And we have to establish a new identity in order to go forward. So I disagree with the collapse part. You know, I think if we do nothing, there's collapse. But if we do something, the collapse goes to the system that's in power, not not our way of life, not the order, not the traditions, everything that we're trying to maintain and defend. What do you think about that? Well, I guess that that begs the question, mm -hmm. and that is, what are you going to do to prevent the mm -hmm. collapse? Well, I would say this, um, and I'm going to say I came on here personally. Um, you know, the organization I'm with, our focus is at the community, local level. Start off small, focus on the local level. Talk about issues that everyday people care about. What's going to happen? You know, they care about what's on their dinner table, what's in their wallet, you know, their education, crime. Talk about things that matter to them and build up enough power and enough, you know, a strong relationship with these people in order to run for office. And it has to be small. You can't run as one guy. Everyone thinks Trump is going to come in and be the savior or some Republican or somebody that's based and they know they're in the know and they're aware and they notice. And now, listen, they have the system under control. They have no lockdown. If one guy gets in, they're going to destroy his life. They're going to dig deep as much as they can to figure out who he is. The focus needs to be on building a grassroots movement and connecting with our friends who are in the business world or in politics who are, you know, hiding 
the power level hiding their uh, their knowledge and their awareness until something arises to help them and they can do- donate their money and support to. So that's where I believe the focus needs to be, trying to build a parallel society, a parallel community, uh, a parallel economy, uh, establishing ourselves what we want to go forward in the future rather than, you know, oh, collapse is going to come. We just have to prepare for collapse because I don't think things will be in our favor. I really don't think things will be well, in our favor. Well, yeah. Well, look at it this way, mm-hmm. right? You've got a system now that obviously needs to be dismantled, right? I mean, are you familiar with Congressman Ken Buck from Colorado? I've heard the name, yes. Yeah, so he wrote a book a couple of years ago. And I was going to interview him, but it ended up that it didn't happen because I would not have withheld the questions that they wanted me to withhold. Mm-hmm. And... One one of the things he revealed in that book, and I think the name of the book is Draining the Swamp, mm-hmm. was that, you know, when you get to um, Washington, D.C., right? Mr. Right. Smith goes to Washington. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm here to serve my constituents, right? Oh, <laughs> uh, what, what happens is that if you want to get on a, like a... An influential committee, right? You're not just assigned to that committee, but you actually have to pay to be on that committee, right? And and the way that happens is that the like Republican National Committee or the Democratic National Committee, they have the funds to do that. So, in other words, you're, it's not like a system where you're, you know, most people are thinking, "Hey, I'm going to get elected. I'm going to go to Congress, and I'm going to, I'm going to do the right thing." Yeah, right. No, it's not. <laughs> you're dealing with, you know, literally criminals who are controlled by not the constituents, not by the electorate, but by the people who give them the money. So exactly. by the contributors, right? Exactly. So, you know, on top of it, you've got a, an American populace that's about as, as dumb as that rock in your garden, right? And, you know, not only don't they want to know, you know, even the most basic of things, like, let's say, you know, the distance between, you know, the Earth and the moon, or, you know, how does this, you know, this plant grow? So basic or, vocabulary, you know, basic or, or, proper grammar. Thank you. Thank you. Grant <laughs> words, right? Yes. Right. But they want to know, you know, uh, who killed Jr. And that goes back to that Dallas uh, TV uh, series, I guess that was back in the 80s or whenever. So, I mean, the, these people are interested. I don't think it's it's uh, Kardashian anymore. I think maybe it might be that that lady who sang at this at the Stupid Bowl, uh, Taylor Swift, right? Like, what's she wearing? Is she a Nazi? Um, you know, who is she having sex with? This, but th- see, this is what you look. I'm not trying to discourage you, right? Mm-hmm. But you're dealing with a bunch of effing morons. Oh, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So your constituents are morons. There aren't very many bright people out there. That's just the way it is. You look, you're, you're a little young, right? So you're, you're born in 2000. So you're, you're 24, right? 
or almost yeah. 24. You're 23, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I mean, you're, you're obviously bright for that age. I was a complete moron when I was that old, right? I mean, I'm still a moron, but I was a real moron back then, right? I wouldn't say that. I, I do like I your takes and your, and your, I'm saying now, I would say I really like your, your takes and your perspective on that. Your perspective. Well, that's what, well, thanks. But that's what happens when you, you know, when, when you get older and you, right. you know, you go down the hall of life and you get, you know, the, the shit beat out of you. And then you realize that, okay, well, I haven't really been doing things. And you don't even verbalize that, but you, you understand, right? Right. But, you know, when you're younger, you're, you're generally a moron. But the problem is that when these people are even older, they're, they're still stupid because yeah. they're not curious, right? So you're 23 or 24 and you're like thinking about how are we going to make this better, right? Mm-hmm. They're thinking about, you know, the new angry whopper at Burger King. <laughs> it is ridiculous. It's a clown show. Yeah, it's a clown uh, show. Yeah. Yep. So, no, I'm with you, man. It, you know, mm-hmm. something should happen, but I think it's going to happen not by, you know, not, or not through the ballot box. Oh, yeah, don't get me wrong. Let me, yeah. let me re- reiterate, reiterate myself and where the perspective I'm coming from, right? Um, I don't believe in I'm going to run for the Senate. You know, I tend to run for office, but I'm going to run for the Senate and things are going to change. I'm going to get in. But we need to start building and uh, you know, raising up strong leaders to take over and to take the reins of power. And to challenge the system in some way, we just can't sit back and hide and you know cover our faces and oh we'll run away. No, we need to be direct and, and be honest and open and say enough is enough. For the sake of the children of this nation, for the sake of our future and our family's future, of our own existence, you know we need to push back. And I don't believe in you know violence uh, is Andre, always going to Andre, hold on a second. Andre, hold on a second, buddy. I got to take the top of the hour break. Hold on. Go ahead. Okay, folks, you're listening to the Dave and Duke Call-In Show. San Duke, he's not even here. Let's hope he's okay. It's 1900 hours Central Time, and it is February 25th, and you are listening to the Dave and Duke Call-In Show on speakfreeradio.com, and you can go to speakfreeradio.com and uh, look at the schedule. And uh, it's a 24-7 radio station, uh, which is pretty cool. And uh, my cousin, who I mentioned earlier, Tammy, she said some really cool things about, you know, how she has learned a lot from Speak Free Radio. And she doesn't listen to, you know, the people she used to, like Alex Jones. And, uh, you know, there's only a few, a few people out there, a few networks that actually tell the truth uh, or tell what they think is the truth and speak free radio is one of them so check out the schedule check out all the hosts check out all the shows and i'll mention again the podcasts are not functioning properly right now but we're gonna get that fixed uh the it was a software upgrade outside of course our control which led to a temporary loss of access to the podcast files but you can access all the shows in a backup format you can't download the shows from that backup format. And the shows do not always display in date order, unfortunately. So sorry about that. So you need to use the search bar to locate the episodes you want. 
All right, folks, we're going to get back to the show, and we have a new caller, Andre from New Frontier USA, very bright guy. And uh, I'm sorry for interrupting, my friend, but go ahead. Oh, it's fine. I completely understand. Uh, but, yeah, getting into power is not going to come from one guy. Changing this entire system uh, does not come from one man. It doesn't come from a political party. It comes from a dedicated man committed to fixing their community and fixing their nation. Um, that's what's going to happen. Um, and it needs to happen. You know, we can't just sit back and do, you know, do nothing and let things continue to take the direction that it is. So that's why I, I encourage many young men to, yes, you know, build up the skills to run for office, you know, do it in the next 10 years, get with like-minded people. And you all say, Hey, we're going to run at this time. We're going to run in this election. We're all going to do it. If 20 of us go in and we run for office in this area, this County, the state, you know, they may attack five of us. Guess what? 15 of us get in. We can make some change in that community. We can do something in that community. Uh, and they can do whatever they want. We continue to get that momentum and continue going forward. We can see true change in this nation. But uh, there's a lot of people. Yes, the general public is very uh, incompetent. They're uneducated. They're unaware of a lot of things. Their focus is on uh, what was on the Real Housewives. And Lindsay Lohan said this stupid shit, right? TikTok, the attention span is two seconds. Uh, it's sad. But does it mean that we should just give up? It means that we should continue to fight for it. It means that things are going to be harder for us to uh, deal with. But it's our duty as Christians, as men, as Americans, as Westerners to do something about destruction of our way of life, uh, the attack on our faith and our existence. So. Yeah. Yeah. Very, you know, very well said. I'm, I'm with you. And that, that would be good. Um mm-hmm. You see what they're doing to this one man, Donald Trump. I mean, look yeah. at these things. Look at these lawsuits. I mean, look at what they're, how they're trying to destroy him, right? Exactly. And, you know, could you, and you're right. Could you imagine if a bunch of, like, mini Trumps, you know, appeared on, you know, uh, on the ballots across the country? Yeah. Yeah. The, it would be, it would be overwhelming. It's kind of like, uh, you know, using the Saul Alinsky method of overwhelming, like the welfare system, right? To destroy it. Yeah. yeah. You can destroy. It. Yeah. Absolutely. It's just that, you know, even in this movement, uh, it's, it's not really a movement at all. It's just no. a bunch of people who hate injustice and who want to talk about, you're right. It could get there, man. And I'm not mm-hmm. going to discourage you because I believe as an American, as you probably do as well, that we can do whatever we want. If we put our minds to it. Yeah. Think about Anything. it. We've conquered the world in 250 years. Right. Think about that. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So this used to be a great country. And now because of it, it's infl- the infiltration by this alien infection, which is a disease, it's destroyed it. And it literally is like a, it's a biological problem we have now. So we need to eject that alien and get the damn country back. And I will see you on the front lines, my friend. Of course. All right, course. buddy. Thank you for and having you me. Tell, well, tell the listeners about your organization and how they can learn more about it. Yeah, so New Frontier, uh, New Frontier USA. I'm not the leader. I'm just a representative of it. Um, you can go to our website, newfrontierusa.org. Um, if you're looking to join and want to be active in, in local communities and actually make change, go ahead and please hit the join button. Um, we have Telegram. I do YouTube streams, same as you do, Dave. Uh, 
So I'm, <laughs> I'm starting to get back into doing the streams and everything. Uh, but yeah, we have a lot of content. We're on Twitter at New Frontier US uh, One. You can check us out there. But yeah, we're almost everywhere. Every platform we're on. Um, if I have some links, I probably can put them out. But. Yeah, yeah. If you could put them in that chat, then that would be great. And, um, you know, th- that would be for folks who, you know, think along the lines that you do, mm-hmm. uh, that, uh, you know, we can affect change, you know, working within the system. Right. Yeah. And, and I believe that can be done. And, uh, you know, I thank you for calling in. And once you hang out, we can get you back in if you have another question. Okay. Thank you. Or comment. Thank you, Andre. Okay. Yes. So Andre is going to put in those links and we'll be able to uh, visit his organization, New Frontier USA. And maybe it's something for you. Uh, It might be. Uh, Let me just say before we bring the next caller in uh, that. there, there's a bunch. If you're if you're not able to get in, you and you you just you've been trying to get in and and uh, it's too full. Someone if someone leaves, then you can come in. Just keep trying. I'm not going to tell anyone to leave. It's up to them. If you know the folks who are in here now, if they don't have any questions, and they could listen on Speak Free Radio instead of instead of taking up space in the damn studio. Then if they leave, then you can come in. I'm sorry about that. I don't have control over it. Okay, let's bring in Bearhead. Bearhead, where are you calling from? All right, Bearhead. You're on the stage, and you're muted. You got three seconds. Three. Bearhead's gone. All right. Let's bring in our good friend, our good friend, our very Shalom, good friend, Dave CB. Shalom, Shalom Aleikum. Is that what they say? Shalom Aleikum? Or is that the, the Muslims say? Salam Aleikum. I don't know. What do they say after Shalom? Do they say anything or they just pick your pocket? It looks like CB fell out. We will... Get him back in, because we can't hear him. Our good friend from the UK, UK Steve. How are you, buddy? I'm fine, thank you very much. Can you hear me clearly? Very perfect, perfectly clearly. Wonderful. Um, I've just got a, a, a quick sort of factoid I wanted to ring in with. And it's to do with the new immigration figures for the UK. Um, this is for December 2023. Um, I don't know if you're aware of this, and people should be aware of this, but it's gone up from 600,000 to 745,000 people a year have um, entered the UK, I guess. Most of them, are, I guess, uh, illegally. That's up by 139,000. And I'm guessing uh, over 90% of these will be men. Um, and I had a, a breakdown, actually, um, of where these people are actually coming from. Um, I think I had an article, if I can just find it quickly. 
Um, and he said that there was 245,000 Indians arriving in this country. You mean Indians? Like those kind of Indians? Yep. The ones who smell like curry? And get this, there yes. was 90,000 Chinese from the CCP. 55,000 oh, so. Ukrainians. And 140,000 Nigerians. Um, and some from the EU. So I guess people traveling through the EU and they're all heading here for free money. It's like a moth to a light bulb, isn't it? Um, but they're all men, they're all fighting age men. Um, <clears throat> and they're, they're here for the meal ticket. They don't bring any surplus value. Um, they, they're costing the nation and we can't afford them anymore. Um, and they're here to rape and pillage. I think it's a full-on invasion. 745,000. I wonder if you had any comments to that. I mean, we only build 180,000 houses a year. And we, we, we have, what, uh, I think, half a million homeless? Yeah, I think uh, you, uh, the far bigger problem for the UK, and I've never been there. I, I, would, lo I would have loved to have gone there in, in an earlier time. Um. So much history. Uh, but I think, you know, the, the problem with, with your, what used to be your country, because it's not your country anymore. I'm sure you know that. And I'm not saying this to be mean. Uh, but it's kind of like become a laughing stock to, um, you know, folks who are paying attention to, you know, rights and free speech. Uh, I remember about, Let's see, this is 2024. So let's say about maybe 10, 12 years ago, I inter interviewed a guy from Rougely. You know where that is? Have you heard of Rougely in the UK, Steve? Steve, are you there? We lost Steve? Holy mackerel, what the heck is going on? All right, let's. We're going to take Steve out and bring him back in. Okay, CB, let's try you again. Are we? Can we shalom again? <laughs> Come on, CB, say something. Oi, something's happening. People are dropping out. I wonder what it is. Let's remove CB. And we're going to try Steve again. Steve, can you hear me? Yeah, I can, can hear you. Something? Can you hear me? I can now. Uh, so did you hear what I was saying? Um, yeah, but can you repeat that for me, please? Come yeah, out. have you heard of the town of Rougely? I don't, I don't think so. No, I'm not familiar. Do you know what county okay. it is? No, I don't. Okay. Uh, but at any rate, it's, it's probably somewhere in the middle of of your beautiful country. Um, anyway, this fella in Rougely about uh, 10, 12 years ago, I interviewed him and uh, just a regular guy, nice guy. Uh, he shared a joke that he found on Jew book, right? And what, what the joke, it wasn't even his joke. He didn't even make it up. Okay. No, not Rochdale, Rougely. Rougely is the town. Anyway, the joke said that. Do you remember? Do you remember that terrorist um, 
Nelson Mandela, Steve? Okay. Anyway, Nelson Mandela was dying. And he just, he just would not die. He just was hanging on, you know. And the joke on Jewbook at the time was, uh, I think I'm going to uh, name my computer after Nelson Mandela because it takes so long to shut down. And so this guy saw this joke on Jewbook, and he spread the joke around. The next thing that happened was they showed up to his place, and they arrested him. And they did the DNA swabs and everything. He got out and everything. And I forget how it resolved. But, you know, if this was happening 10, 12 years ago in the U.K., where sharing a joke that you that you got on Facebook uh, would lead to your arrest and be and have your DNA swabbed. What's happening now in in what used to be your country has is past the point of shock. It's like absolutely ludicrous now. How does that make you feel? In living in that country, that when you share government statistics or say something like from the river to the sea, you could be classified as a terrorist. Um, well, you feel in danger, don't you? And you also feel trapped because you're on an island, unless you can swim 26 miles. Um, you're kind of, it feels like you're locked in a cage with a tiger, a, you know, a rabid rabid animal um their 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 debt for example um is much much worse in a way than america because america's like got the the world reserve currency the british at the moment and british jews are trying to distract us with world war three and these foreign wars and all our resources are being thrown at ukraine and at the same time, as I've mentioned, we have an all-time record mig- migration of three-quarters of a million fighting-age men from the CCP, Nigeria, and India. Um, none of them have any women. The currency is tanking, um, and we just quite simply, we're, we're not going to survive. And in this uh, recession, we've entered recession now, which will become the greatest depression. Um I think the writing's on the wall, and I think, like in America, something's got to crack. Uh, right, we'll- so let me ask you this, Steve. There's obviously some body, some people doing this, right? I mean, it's yeah. not just happening, like, organically, right? Well, Freemasons and uh, banking offices, like NM Consultancy. So what's their end game? Um to wipe out the whites, send them abroad at the same time, import all the immigrants, dissolve, do that in all white Anglosphere countries. And in those countries, with these immigrants, form a new Jewish megastate, a slave state. And they will try in those countries to make them adopt the US dollar as the world's reserve currency. They'll cannibalize all the hard value assets in those countries and inject that into the value of the dollar. 
implement a, a targeted experiment. You have the, the slave master relationship, the no hide laws, um, and they'll have it all over Jerusalem. And I guess uh, there must be some sort of catalyst to Iran because you have all the oil in the Middle East there, and they can't afford the BRICS countries to be taking 80% of the world's oil, which is where they are now. And Egypt has just de-dollarized a few days ago. But it's along the line of Gog, Gog, Magog, the US dollar and NATO against the BRICS countries with the Juan and Ruble. And they're fighting out across the whole world for hard value in a commodities market, a a point of a gun barrel. That's where we're at. Um, Britain is puny in that, but it's trying to... Not be a, a kingmaker. Only, only Americans, I guess, can be like kingmaker like that. The CIA uh, and the Mossad, um, but they kind of want to be the point men uh, of uh, the Queen's own kamikazes and to go and um, organize all these foreign wars. Um, and I guess one thing I did want to mention as well is the conscription. Again, they're pushing today the Latvian foreign minister that Britain has to have conscription if he's going to absorb casualties with a citizen's army so he's doing the rounds today conscription and i'm convinced conscription is just the slavery rebranded and it's just another vector for the mandatory death jab and if you ever you do signed up you all have to take the death jab okay then my next question is this are are britons going to oppose this plan? Um, I did a poll the other day on a one to ten sort of spectrum, one to nine spectrum, far left, far right. And number ten was, um, I'm a conspiracy theorist, or apolitical. And half of the people who voted um, were apolitical. They wouldn't take an ideology they don't want to have an ideology and i think there's a psychological thing there to do with ignorance and coping where they've got a cope mechanism and to have an ideology see you've got to read books you've got to be informed you've got to have a balanced view and that takes effort and time and people don't have that especially slaves working all day only to give all their money to their in their to rent with their landlord with no money in their pocket. Those people probably haven't got time to read. I think it's fueling uh, not only a, a, a malformed polity of uninformed ignorance, yeah, cattle to be slaughtered. Um, they, they couldn't run a democracy. No wonder, you know, politicians don't listen to the people. Most of them are uninformed. But, yeah, about 47% of them are political. About, there's a couple who were communist... There was a few who were in the middle, number five, like near liberal, uh, like 8%. And then there's like a quarter who voted for me, or NS. So I found it interesting. So there was some support there. We've got one in four, I reckon. And I think we can very much um, draw off the apolitical lot if we can motivise them, that trend. But the trend that matters is the 18 to 24 bracket. That's where the majority of support for the regime is because they're ignorant. They've just come out of school, college, university. They're there. They've sold out. They, they've obeyed all the rules. They have their little paper certificate. They're in shitloads of debt. 
now they have to work with employment. And they're the perfect little slaves because they want to get on. They, you know, you might be in the system five or ten years before you realise you're being shafted. There will be no pension. Um, and you, ha- you don't have any money, even though you're working full-time hours. You might only have 50 quid a week, you know, $50 a week to spend. All the rest has gone on bills and rent. Um, I, I can go and shadow stats. You know, I love shadow, shadow stats, and I love the usdebtclock.org site as well. It's amazing for actually looking what people have got and what what we haven't got. Um, we have a 500 to 1 uh, differential, wealth differential, between the top 1% and the bottom 50% in America. 500 to 1. Um, these people are living like artons, you know, like Cleopatra's, debasing the money supply and living in opulence whilst they deliberately screw over the country because they, it weakens the enemy. Um, but where's it all going? It's basically the murdering white people. Um, the, oh, I think the Office of National Statistics was also lying about the COVID excess deaths today. I was looking at Dr. John Campbell where he was saying they've changed the statistics to reduce the death casualties by, like, 35%. They're just massaging the figures, and I think we're losing over 1,200 people a month here in the UK, like, dead. It should be national news, but, you know. No, yeah, of course, of course. So you you see that uh, they're going to be successful with their plan, their genocide Plan. I think what's going to happen is there'll be white flight to Wales and Scotland, and then there'll be a Hutus and Tutsis, and they're going to get chopped up. But in the rest of England, I think they're screwed. And the closer to London you are, and the more warped you are, because money has shaped your mind, all your life choices, and all your positions of information, and how you stand to try and conform with society, i.e. the party line. Um, that takes its toll in a way. It, ma- it makes you an idiot. And the, that's when you get the, the breakdown in society. All the gangs, you end up like France, or when Black Lives Matter was burning America. They don't make anything, so they have to steal. So they go into the shops and loot. So I'm looking for the first signs of looting, mass looting. I'm looking for the first signs of mass looting when the pound breaks down in terms of its value as people lose confidence that in a global recession. Yeah, the pound's not making anything. I even think like this whole military-industrial complex thing is a bit of a false economy. You know, it doesn't really produce the means of survival. Bullets—you can't eat a bullet. It doesn't give you fresh water or sanitation. It doesn't produce the next generation of engineers, or you know, build roads and bridges and maintain them. I mean, look at the shocking state of San Francisco's roads at the moment. And the light round here. So it's like Rome collapsing um, and leaving the island. Everything falls to ruin. It can't be maintained. There's a competency crisis. And now there's loads of immigrants here with the natives, and they're all fighting, and they're ripe for invasion because you're weakened now on the island. Yeah, and, and, again, it'll be down to who's got money, who's got logistics, and the UK could very well find itself invaded or destroyed in World War Three, depends how they want to escalate it. But if they start a war with Iran, then all bets are off. We, you know, it's World War Three. We're on. Yeah, that's what I told my you. friend. It's always great to hear your analysis, and uh, we're going to get you back in, buddy. All right, buddy. thanks. Cheers. Okay, CB, we'll try you again one more time. Come on, say something. 
can't hear you, buddy. I can't hear you. I wonder what it is. Okay, he's going to go out and come back in. All right, let's. We're moving from the stage, and we've got a new caller here Cassian Nichon. Nope, that's gone. Okay. We've got uh, Jack, but Jack's devices are not connected. So we can't bring Jack in. So while we're waiting for, um, let's try to CB again. He just came back in. CB. Hello, Dave Gahari. All right, there you go, man. <laughs> what what happened? Oh, I don't know. I, th- I, I You know what? It must have been the communist Chinese. They're trying to keep us from talking. It's always the All communist. Right. It's never, what did you think about uh, UK Steve's analysis? I think he was spot on, mate. Bloody fucking brilliant. Do you know what I mean? They're always fucking brilliant. He's fucking British. They're also fucking smart. But how the fuck they lose a the bloody empire? I don't fucking know. How fucked up is that, man? I mean, <laughs> oh, it's horrible. They're they're they're, they're destroyed. I mean, if you the factory think about of white it, people, right? that's what it used to be. It used to be the factory of white people. Wow, I feel bad for those guys. Terrible. Terrible, absolutely terrible. Uh, you know, we, the Irish fought them for nine hundred years just to have a bunch of fucking brown people and, and fucking Schwarzers right. come in and take right. over and kill us both. So it's just, Awful. it's 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 unbelievable. I mean, I always wanted to visit these places and be able to, you know, walk around, go into a pub, and be waited on by, you know, British people or Irish people or Scottish people, but you, you that you can't get that anymore. It's terrible, my friend. It's so terrible. It you really, know, I, I had the I had the pleasure. I was lucky when I was a kid. You know, we had relatives in um, in uh, Britain, and I had uh, uh, the pleasure when I was a kid. You know, we went and visited a few times. And I mean, in those days, this is like late nineteen nineties, very or late nineteen eighties, very early nineteen nineties. And you know, you would see the British punks with like the rooster haircuts on. They were the nicest fucking guys in the world. Like if you, they would say, "All oh, right, right, madam, you got to take the other train here on the underground." I got, uh, that of central London, yeah? So you get off here at Knightsbridge, and then you got to go across there, take the other fucking tra- It was just such a beautiful place, and now it's a fucking shithole. Awful. Yeah, that's a pretty good accent, though. Well, I had a lot of Yeah, problems. yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, that's good. Uh, yeah, it is, it's, it, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, it's, it's, I guess, too much to even take when you think that, you know, what they're actually doing you know, on on a macro scale to these countries that, you know, it's like, okay, why aren't they like, <laughs> why isn't somebody like analyzing this? And uh, maybe they are, maybe I'm just not seeing it. But I mean, this is obviously headed for, you know, just the, the choking of the free speech there in the UK. Uh, th- this is headed for, I don't know what, I mean, I don't, that's why I asked him, how does it feel? To be there. And, you know, I guess it is suffocating. But I was going to ask him, and I should have, you know, will you leave? I, well, a lot of them have. You know, here in South Florida, there's there's tons of uh, of UK. Ex- oh, oh, did I drop out again? No, no, I hear you. Oh, you still hear me. So, yeah, there's, there's tons of them. I think it, it's like the same thing with South Africa. Those who could get out did. And the ones who stayed, either they had some sort of means of self-support, a business, or a heavily fortified home, or something like that. But um, 
you know, it's it's going to come down to those of us here in in uh, the USA once um, uh, we do actually settle things after the collapse. And this is my opinion. I don't insist anybody else believe that, but I'm of more of the mindset that Cliff High says that uh, we're going to have to clean house here, and then we're going to have to go north of the border and clean house up there and help our cousins out up there, and we're going to have to help our cousins out uh, down under in fucking bloody Australia with the important bloody niggas from Africa, the bloody Apex gang, right, mate? And uh, then we're going to have Good. to go across the sea, and that's that's just that's what we have to do, and we're going to have to link up with our Russian cousins, and they're going to have to come in from the other side. So we're going to have to get rid of the, the brown and black Nazis that are, that are killing uh, white people and uh, for their Jewish Nazi masters. But uh, that's just my opinion. No, no. I mean, I, look, look, it's unfolding right before our eyes, right? Mm. We never could. Could you imagine? <laughs> I mean, th- predicting this collapse the way that it's happening. I mean, even as even as early as let's see, this is 2024, right? Let's go back to 2014. 2014, you had Obama in there, right? So ten years ago, Obama. Obongo, was yeah. Yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever the guy's name is, right? <laughs> that piece of shit, right? So you had that guy in there, who uh, who literally came out of nowhere because there's, there's there's no like history to the guy. I mean, that's a fact. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. this guy comes out of nowhere because that million dollars is still open for anybody to win who was who was in school with him at Columbia. Nobody's come forward that million dollar reward. I wish I, I went to Columbia. And he was supposedly like the first black president of the Harvard Law Review. Yet right. nobody seems to remember no, him. Nobody's that's coming forward. Like ah, it's only a million. I'll wait till it gets to two million. But 2014. Nothing happened, right? I mean, nothing was really happening. I mean, he's had the same bullshit, right? I mean, behind the scenes, stuff was happening, but not as open as it is now. 2015, 2016, the election, Trump. So it doesn't it seem like it's all started after he came on the scene? You mean Obama? No, Trump. Trump. Um, yeah, I mean, this is the whole thing that the Q people talk about, the uh, the whole storm thing. Um, you probably know about this. A lot, a lot of the listeners might not know about this. When uh, This was like literally like right before the election, I think, or just around the time of the election in 2016. I remember this, and again, you probably remember it. I think it was around Halloween of 2016. There was a joint FBI-NYPD raid on the Queen's flat of Anthony Weiner, who likes to send out little Joey, little pictures of his little Jewish Weiner to all the young ladies. And his right. uh, his Arab lesbian wife, uh, Huma, who's Hillary's girlfriend, or whatever you want to call it. Well, now and, it's uh, uh, Rothschild's girlfriend, right? Is that is that who she's with now? Yeah. Yeah, with, with uh, not, not Rothschild, Soros. Soros' son, mm. I think. Something like mm. that. So... The he, supposedly they had this joint FBI uh, NYPD raid, and he, there was a file that was marked life insurance, which I know a little something about, having been in the insurance business a long time. But it wasn't the kind of life insurance that pays when somebody dies. It was the kind of life insurance that pays to keep somebody from dying. So uh, it had like all these pictures of Hillary and Huma with all these like ten-year-old girls and five-year-old girls and molesting them and everything. And supposedly the NYPD, who are a bunch of shitbags, but they're not as big a bunch of shitbags as the FBI, 
literally told the FBI, if you don't do anything about this, we're going to go and um, we're going to expose it on the public to like, you know, on through the media and everything. And there was also an incident where this guy who showed up, who was like a, um, uh, had had been an FBI agent, but he was legally declared dead. And then he shows up with a nine millimeter and tries to go into Trump Tower and kill Trump. But the uh, I guess it was the NYPD and Trump's own people that stopped him. So all these things have been happening. Um, now I'm not the one. Who, I'm not one to believe that Trump is our savior or anything like that. But these things have definitely been going on. And the normies, they have no. I tell this shit to normies, and they just look at me like I got five heads. Yeah. So it's happening. Yeah. Yeah, it is happening. All right, buddy. We'll get you back in. All right, my friend. You know, I, I thought maybe you were giving out like free foreskin bags in the middle of Crown Heights or something. It's so difficult to get. <laughs> I'm so happy to be out of Jersey. All right, man. Talk All right, soon. Looking forward to the after show. I'll talk yes. To you soon. All right. Okay. Let's see. We've got, we'll try it again. Cassian Nichon. Did I say that Hello. right? Oh, uh, yeah, you said yes. it right. I just pick random names. I pick a new one every year. <laughs> well, what's your what's your real first name? My name is Jonathan. And where are you calling from, Jonathan? Uh, North Carolina. Okay. That's as good a place as any, right? Uh, yep, yep. A lot, a lot of changes over here, right? And a lot of the urban sprawl out from Charlotte. Well, go ahead, buddy. What's on your mind? No, I, I just want to say I appreciate coming in on here. Uh, I've been real busy with in, in real life stuff working, but uh, I see a lot of uh, infrastructure stuff coming out too. And uh, yeah, I just appreciate being here. I don't particularly have much to say, but I ended up joining back with New Frontier. What, so, what do you and, mean uh, infrastructure stuff? Uh, so there's a lot of apartments and a lot of, uh, where I live, there's a lot of things that are just being approved of for, uh, development for housing complexes and, uh, reject the bug man and the hive mind and start having people, you know, enjoy having a normal way of life. Cause I've, I've always been against, uh, the rat thing. Um, I know I'm rambling a little bit, but. Uh, recently, I was uh, watching the Calhoun projects for uh, the Mice Utopia. So my county is changing from uh, sub like uh, it was county, and then it became suburban, and it's going urban pretty soon. Yes. Well, thank you. Yeah. Um, while you were talking, um, Dave called. So. Uh, he's okay, and uh, everything's all right. Just uh, something was going on, but it's all good. So, yes. So, what about New Frontier? You were saying? Uh, oh yeah, um, there was a link that was in uh, the Telegram group chat that I was in over there with, and then I just came to go and check y'all out. This is my first time on. A, oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, yeah this well, is my what, first time here. Yes, yes. So David is usually here, uh, except um, for tonight. And uh, he just apologized for not being able to, to get over there. Um, but he sounded good. So he'll be here next week. So come by and and you could talk to the man. Mm -hmm. Anything else? 
No, no, I just didn't expect to be added, but I do appreciate it, and uh, I'm taking copious notes. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, we appreciate you coming by, and please come by anytime. And I'm going to remove you from the stage, but we can get you back in before the end of the show. And we always have an after-show show, so uh, you can hang out for that, too, if there's room. Okay, my pleasure. All right, thank you. Okay, a lot of new people tonight. All right. Let's bring in, well, Jack, you still have devices not connected, so we can't bring in. All right, my friend, what's the good news? Yeah, I read Dr. Duke's book, and one of the most interesting things he wrote in that book was right in the beginning. He talked about our forefathers in America, our founding fathers in America, and how there was an organization called American Colonization Society. It was dedicated to freeing the black people, and all of our forefathers... Washington, Jefferson, Monroe, all the way down to Lincoln were members of that organization that was dedicated to freeing black people. And they succeeded in that. And I think that the ultimate freeing of black people is to give them a government that represents who they are and to be free and independent people. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a shame what happened with, you know, with with Africans, right, being sold into slavery by Africans. And it's a shame that the Jews were the primary transatlantic slave traders, right? The biggest shame, I think, Doc um, and Dave, is, is the anti-white version of history that slanders our forefathers. Yeah, because the Jews, you know, have control of it right now. Yes, our forefathers were trying. They lived in a time where slavery was the norm, and they their aim was to t- try to correct that and make a better life for not just European people, but you know, yeah, all of people. And I think it's a shame that it, every time I, I hear of our forefathers, it's something that is it's an anti-white version of history. It's a fake history. Exactly. Well, that's changing, my friend. The Jew is on the ropes, and we got to keep him on the ropes, and we got to keep spreading the word. And right? we need Doctor Duke back. We do, we do. I like I said, I just talked to him, and and he sounded great. So he'll be back here next week, I promise. All right, buddy. Thanks. Thank we'll you. get you back Thanks. in. Thank you. Okay, let's bring in Jack. Jack, the floor is yours. Hi, Dave. How are you? I'm good. Jack from Lancashire. Jack from Lancashire. Yes, yeah, Jack. Jack, did you hear UK Steve on earlier? He sounds like a good man. I'm really impressed with Steve every time he speaks. It's very alarming what's going on. And like he said, it, these are all um, young men, military age. Do you agree with what he said? Completely, utterly. And you, you're right. We, Britain's gone now. We're lost. It's a laughing stock, isn't it? You know, I, even Holocaust denial now has effectively been been outlawed. I mean, officially, I think there are seventeen countries now in, in Europe. I think eighteen. Eighteen is it now? Austria, yeah. obviously. David Irving fell foul of the Austrian laws, and uh, France, Germany, obviously, but not England yet. Blair pushed for it about twenty five years ago. But a Frenchman, about a fortnight ago, a Frenchman was extradited from Scotland because he denied the Holocaust when he was in France. This man, and Scott, even though. And, and the international law is that if it's not illegal in your country, you can't be extradited. But somehow they got his, you know, the, the lawyers for the French people got round it, and somehow he was extradited from Scotland, where it's not illegal. 
captured now. So that's how much power they've got now, and how much uh, you know Britain is lost. It's gone. Yeah, it's gone. I, will, yeah. I won't give. I won't give up hope. No, I'm not saying. But but I mean, do you, do you think that there is some hope, like in, in the near term, or is this something that has to play out? I, I imagine it's going to get worse before it gets better. But um, you know, divine intervention. Who knows? But you know, the people people like us, Dave, we're not going to give up. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna keep the faith. Oh, God, but it's very it's extremely worrying. It really is. It is. You know, it's heartbreaking it's, as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Britain was you know obviously you know the leader in you know white Western civilization, one one of the yeah. great countries. Um, you know, to along the, with. Uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't think there are any great countries left. To me, the only great countries were white countries. And all the white, all the countries that used to be white are not, are not white any longer. Uh, they're all, they're all. There's no, there's no place for us to go now. Maybe the, only, maybe the last civilized country on earth now is Japan. And somebody once said the only reason Japan is still Japanese is because Jews don't look Japanese. Yeah, that's right. And, and I've been there a couple of times. It's a strange oh, yeah? country. Yeah. Yeah. In the navy. Yeah. Um. But they're proudly Japanese. I imagine that they're not discouraged. Like we're discouraged from from being proud of being English. It's a terrible thing to be proud of being English. Yes. We're certainly not white or Christian. It's all been knocked out of us. And uh, but but look, it's it, it's it, people are waking up. Obviously. Oh, completely. And, yeah. Yeah. The millions, the millions and millions of yes. I think, I think you said thirty years ago, Dave. You weren't awake. I wasn't awake. That's I right. But I, I was. Even when I was eight, I was against immigration. I, I was once walking down uh, the, the, the promenade in Southport, which is what was in Lancashire then. I, I saw some Pakistanis, and I said to my grandmother, "What? I, I, those people shouldn't be within a thousand miles of me. I was eight years of age. But still, I mean, so I was right. against immigration. Then it didn't seem natural to me to want immigration, to want diversity. It's unnatural. It's perverted. And so, so I was like that when yeah. I was eight, but I still wasn't awake. Like, you know, I wasn't juice savvy. Yeah, I know. It's just, it's the natural, you know, instinct. Well, people are waking up now. There are millions and millions that are awake now, Dave, that weren't awake even five years ago. And that Absolutely. Must, and it's getting, that it's getting better. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're, 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 we picked up a tremendous amount of momentum. And I think uh, people who join our side don't leave us. Um, you know, it's, uh, I think. No, no, absolutely. Long term, I think it's encouraging, Dave. Uh, I, I do too. Absolutely. The, the, the enemy you know, is we're here at this point. The enemy is 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 hurt. Um but I mean the, the the massive you know assault on the traditions of these white countries is yeah. is what's really troublesome. Um, right. And obviously, they're bringing in the non-whites to you know minimize the blowback that yeah. they would naturally get, right? I mean, if they tried to do this, you know, as, as early as 15, 20 years ago, you know, there would be a lot more blowback. But now, you know, you've got your smartphone, you can get a tattoo, a piercing, mm-hmm. you can watch a, one million channels of whatever you want to watch, and you're anesthetized, right? You're just, right. You're, you're almost fast asleep. And... Yeah. It's just I I don't know. Clever, you know the uh, the enemy is very clever because they make a moral issue out of it. So they tell you that you know in their own way they tell you that if you are in favour of immigration and diversity and your and your own extinction, then there's a place for you on the moral high ground. 
And who, who wants to resist? Who could resist a place on the moral high ground? Right. All you've got to do, is, right. you got to do is be a traitor, turn on your own people, and love the other, which again is depraved. I was talking to you the other week about Muhammad Ali, and he couldn't figure out why someone would want to to have uh, you know mixed race grandchildren. I told you, Michael Parkinson said, well, "I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind, well, I wouldn't mind that. Why would? <laughs> right. why would Makes no sense. It's completely depraved to want to ex- to, to extinguish your own people. Right. Exactly. Well, that guy was probably, you know, coached to to say those things by his masters. Yeah. Were, were, do, right. do, do the Jews control, or did they control British media the way I'm that sure they, they do I'm sure here? They, I'm sure they did the way they controlled Hollywood since since the get go, as they say. I think they've always controlled things. But, uh, let me say yeah. before I, I, I've got a question for you, Dave, about uh, OIG. Yes, Jack. But I wanted to say how much I enjoyed uh, CB's call. He's a funny man. Yes, he's very. Yes. He's, a, he's a very gifted mimic. He, he's, he's Cockney. Accent. Yes, he's very good. His Cockney accent was superb. He very good. Be, he must be an Anglophile, except he did lapse. I, I don't like to find fault, but he did lapse momentarily from a from a Cockney to a Northern because he said "fuck," <laughs> which is what I would say. But Cockneys say "fuck," "fuck," you know. They don't, they don't even pronounce the L. Like on the on the, the the L's on the end of a hell. They say they don't, they don't say hell. They say "fucking hell." So there's no. Oh, there's no that's great, man. Fuck, fuck that's hell. great. But, but I love it. A, a northerner would say "fucking hell." <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna yeah. have to have a we're gonna have to have a fucking talk with him yeah. later on about he, his. No, accent. we should. His, his his impression was superb. He wasn't in the same league as your Mister Stevens, the butler from the remains of the day. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was in a different league entirely. <laughs> but uh, no, I did want to ask you a question, Dave. A serious question, if I may. Yes, Jack. Uh, organizing stuff. The OIJ, I mean, do you think that members of OIJ are what you might, would you say they are born or are they made? I mean, is, is it a closed shop? Is the can a regular Jew join? I mean, can a, can a regular Jew, can, can a regular Jew join elite Jewry? So let's, let's give you an example. I know you don't watch TV, Dave, but someone like Jerry Seinfeld, he starts off, okay, he's, he's established now, he, but he was 21, 22, and he decided to become a comedian. Was he a regular Jew? Or was it some the opposite would be someone like Kissinger or Alan Greenspan, one of your friends, Madeleine Albright. I mean, they're, they're establishment Jews. Were they, like, born into it? Or, I mean, can you – David Brooks, could he join? I, mean, I don't think know, so. Well, I mean, I mean, the reason I bring it up is because Elizabeth, for instance, says there are no good Jews. And I think uh, Dr. Hugh has got a softer stance on it, but Elizabeth says, no, there are no good ones. So, like, someone like a Jerry Seinfeld, is he just – are they all the same? Is there, is there a place in elite Jewry for the, the, the likes of, let's say, Larry King or Dershowitz? I mean, they're not politicians, but I don't know. I'd love yeah. to know the difference between... I don't uh, think so. Yeah, I don't I don't know. think that... And I think there are good Jews. I mean, I know yeah. some of them. So Elizabeth, you know, Elizabeth disagrees, though. Yeah, and that's that's fine. Yeah. Um, you know, I, Henry Hershkovich is a good Jew. Yeah. Uh, he's he's the fellow who, for 17 years, has been protesting outside of what, you know his former synagogue. Mm-hmm. So he talks just like us, right? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, there are good Jews, and there and there's more than Henry. Um, yes. Yeah, so the the OIJ mm-hmm. um, is not going to be, and I don't know anything about Seinfeld. I don't want to. I've never no. seen. A show I never. Well, he's will. a household name. You've you've heard of him. I've heard of him, yeah, but I've never yeah. seen like a a television show. Well, like a Spielberg, he's, like a Spielberg. I mean, on the exactly. basis, Spielberg is just a director, but is he more than that? 
Uh, I, I don't think so. You know, I think no. Spielberg will use his money to create movies to brainwash the goyim and he'll use his money for jewish causes but i don't think he's on the inside no you know if if you look at somebody like epstein right yeah Mm -hmm. so that's a very curious matter so epstein I'm, i'm just about finished with that book that was written by julie k brown Oh, who's yeah. the one who broke the whole Epstein matter and brought it back into the into the fore mm-hmm. uh, from the Miami Herald? Like Epstein had all of this money, right? Yeah. And if you look at you know his beginnings, something doesn't add up. So where was the money coming from? Mm-hmm. It's possible. I don't know enough about it yet. There's other books that I'm going to read, but it's possible it was coming from Israel. Uh, to use as a tool to blackmail these political whores. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Epstein was being used by OIJ for their means. He must be a very exclusive club then, Dave. If you're saying he was on the outside, it's not. he must be a very exclusive club if even Spielberg's not in it. I think it is. Yeah. But Kissinger was, surely. You know, I don't. I don't even know about that. No, no. I think it's the people we don't see. Yeah, yeah. The the, the visible ones are obviously uh, puppets, you might say. I think so. You know, I mean, the ones who are working behind the scenes. Yeah, and there's no need for them to get publicity, but they're they're out there. We might not mm-hmm. really know much about them but you know they've made a big to do about you know putting forth the you know the position that you know the Rothschilds don't exist anymore you know it's just a, it's an anti-semitic canard a conspiracy theory mm-hmm. that they don't have any money uh, and then there's some folks who say that that's not the case that they do uh, could it be that they're a big component of OIJ? Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. You know, is Soros in OIJ? Probably not. He's doing, he's doing the stuff that he does with his money to destabilize, mm-hmm. you know, the morality of, you know, white nations to destabilize the, the political uh, balance and harmony of, you know, areas of, in particular, of this country. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, but I don't, I don't, I don't even know if he's part of OIJ. Ooh. Do you think you're? Because you, you said you know you're. I, I spoke to you a few weeks ago, and I was talking to Doctor Duke, and you said that he's uh, he hasn't got quite such a hard stance as you. I mean, do you think your your stance was, uh, was softer years ago? I mean, is, it, is it hardening even now, or has it peaked? Oh yeah, every day. Really? Oh, yeah, I didn't think it was possible, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, every yeah. day I I I grow more angry. Yeah. Well, that's lovely to hear. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. Is. You want, yeah. You want to be naive. This is no. This is no time to be naive. No, no. I'm pissed off because yeah. they're they're ruining our lives, What's and that? and they're 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 happily ruining our lives, and and it's like we're and that's why I feel bad for you guys, mm-hmm. much more so than us. Because, 
Well, I hope you make it, Dave, to visit England before too much longer because it might not be worth visiting. Uh, that's that's the truth. You know. Yeah, I hope I can, and I hope we can meet up and and have a fu- fucking beer. Yeah, that'd be lovely. How would you say that? Fucking hell. What are you fucking? Yeah. <laughs> I love so it. they talk up north. But Rouge, I, looked, I just looked up Rugely. It's in Staffordshire, which is in the Midlands, really. Just yeah, middle. I thought it was in the yeah, middle part. Yeah, pretty yeah. much in there. Yeah, that poor bastard. Yeah, he uh, he came against this, and now it's so much worse. And I hope that something happens that, you know, extricates you guys from that, that horrible yeah thing that's happened i'm going to put that rugely interview into the chat well thank you jack it's always great hearing your voice dave we'll talk again soon and uh you know you're always welcome in england lots of people think the world of you here well i appreciate that jack thanks dave thank you very much all right hang out and we'll get you back in or in the after show cheers dave thank you jack Yes, yes, let's dig that up. And uh, it's already 7.54. Where the hell did the time go? That's just nuts. So it is almost gone. See that? And I'm going to look for uh, this this little uh, interview I did, you know, so many years ago. Uh, let's, Let's dig it up where this guy spread the joke. About, what's his name? Nelson Mandela. Unbelievable. Unbelievable how that happens, right? Okay, let's see. This guy was in Rugely. I think I'm spelling it right. Are you? Yep, I did. Rugely. Okay, let's put this in the chat so you guys can... Listen to that if you like. Okay, so let's see the date of that. That was, yeah, it was 2014, so it was 10 years ago. February of 2014. So that's when it was put up. So I probably interviewed this fella in January, and uh, that was, um, I think his name was Neil. Let me see. Yeah, Neil Phillips, 44-year-old married father of two. For the past 15 years, owned and ran a family sandwich shop in Rugeley, a small little mining town about 120 miles north of London, right in the center of the UK. So check that out. Uh, if this happened, like I said, if this happened 10 years ago, and I don't think too many people really paid attention to it, and we see what's happening now, it's, it's just unbelievable. I mean, these these poor people in the UK, they're not allowed to put up banners, stickers. They're not allowed to say things because they'll get arrested and they'll be classified as a terrorist. And and look, we, we owe them everything. Because we can talk. And we can say whatever the fuck we want. And we need to do that. And there's a time and a place to use curse words. 
Some people don't like it. For me, sometimes I have to say it. We have to exercise our First Amendment rights. We have to. Obviously, if we don't, we're going to lose them. Obviously. Clearly. Because that's what they want to do. And that's the music already. Thanks for hanging out, everyone. And the show's over without Dave, but he'll be here next week. And yes, and our Second Amendment rights as well. So we'll see you in the after show. Don't forget to tune in next Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern, for the Dave and Duke Call-In Show, where David Gahari and the incomparable Dr. David Duke will take your phone calls and discuss whatever questions you want to bring to the table. See you next Sunday.